Somebody listen to me. Oh, stop it. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new edition of the Talk and Audio Podcast, one of our Versage sessions. Matt Robinson over here, Lee Versage over there. What's going on, man? So bitter with you. First of all, you think you think you would pick anybody for me to follow, hmm. and you pick Ian Mendes. I did pick Ian Mendes. Oh, well, that's an easy follow. You should just be happy Se- to be here well, after no, Ian Mendes. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> that's how you think I should feel. And the good news for me is I know you saved a whole bunch of money buying whatever crappy light <laughs> Michelob Ultra beer that you had to drink with him to get him to oh, come in. Oh, I didn't in. have one. Yeah, of course you didn't. <laughs> no. Just to be- just take care of your guests. To get him to come in. Oh, Michelob Ultra. So that I, ho- I hope you're not pretending that you're not a high ma- maintenance beer guy. Uh. See, now, <laughs> umbridge is two syllables. So that's a big word for you to understand. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, going I'll to take umbridge with you. Okay. Again, mm-hmm. I'll ask that you. Be 40 seconds in. I'll ask you what you have in your hand right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you if you've ever had it before, mm-hmm. and I'll ask you if it's something that if you saw in a brewery that you might pick up yourself mm-hmm. and then call me high maintenance. Nobody else brings in shit for you. That's not true. On a weekly basis, nobody no, brings well, shit in that, for you. That part's true. And I bring in shit every week, uh, and not just anything. I bring in stuff that I'm like... Huh, I think Matt would really like this. I think Matt would like to really try this. Yeah. I think Matt actually finally might apologize oh, and say, oh, you were rightly, oh, what Morgan oh, Riley did, boy. what oh, Morgan boy. Riley did was the right thing. They're goddamn seven and one and beat Vegas and beat Colorado and all the teams that you were scared about. Lost and- Vegas too. Oh, I know. I uh, Yes, you wouldn't have taken 7-1 and one and beating Vegas and Colorado and losing once to Vegas. No. You wouldn't have taken that. No, it's true. Uh, I'm a very high-maintenance Seven, You are high-maintenance, yes. 7-1 yeah. and one since Morgan Riley did the right thing against Ridley Gray. Oh, okay, okay, and so, okay. Let's, we'll get to a lot of things here. Let's start with the beer because you have been good enough to bring the beer today. Oh. And that's what we're going to start with. Today. You bring no. To be fair, you you bring beers most of the time that you're in studio. And I'm not doing it to pat myself on the back. I what I am doing I is like you and I. We but, like to try different things. Yes. And I think of you, and you think of me, and you do provide a I, lot of I stuff. I can't help but think of you. Yeah, I know it's, it's, true. it's tough <laughs> after being so right for so long. It, of course, you've been thinking about me all week, praying to God your Leafs lost to Vegas. Oh, stop! So you wanted them to lose. Oh, stop it! I believe is the uh, the lever clip. No, that's your clip. You just did it. <laughs> you wanted Vegas to beat the Maybe Leafs next last week, night. It'll, it'll be my voice in there. Yeah. So that they wouldn't I did be not eight. want that. No, I didn't. They wouldn't be 8 no when I all walked right, in. All here. right, all right, all right. We'll get to it. All right. We'll, I, we'll get, yeah, it's about time we get to the This looks good. Can we good. start with the beer? <laughs> it's about time. Thank you for acknowledging that. Um, you've been traveling. You were down uh, Highway 7 and headed for the GTA last weekend, made a couple of stops. What have you uh, what have you brought into the studio? Here Love on? the drive. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? The more you go down that drive for anyone that for anyone that goes to the GTA, they always say, oh, Highway 7. 
It's terrible. It's such a bad drive. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know what a bad drive is? First of all, get your facts straight, folks. It's about 100K more to go down the 416, to go to the 401, to go to the GTA. And if you cross out of that west side of Kingston at the wrong time, the wind blowing. Brutal. Now, we haven't really had a winter this year, but it can suck. Now, Highway 7 can suck a little bit too, but it is at least a little more scenic, right? Right. It's got so many different things. and. Of course, I, stop at, I get to uh, Perth. Kick and push, you could stop. Well, at, I get to, uh, first of all, here's my trip. You yeah. asked me about my trip, I'm going to tell you about my trip. Perth. Sit down and shut up, Matt. No, I didn't say that, like, you outwardly. Yeah, no, I, I certainly <laughs> did, but I didn't actually say it. Uh, no. <laughs> so I, I went down Highway 7 and I got to Perth, and I'm going to ask you a question. Do you mm-hmm. feel bad getting to either breweries or beer stores or liquor stores, like, very soon after the opening? <laughs> uh no although but. there's a little there's a little there is a little it's not guilt it's more self-awareness right like i remember driving somewhere with my old man i can't remember the family occasion we were going to but we're in the middle of nowhere like we're in halliburton or something right and so the beer store doesn't open on sunday till noon and i think we pulled in there at like eleven thirty-five and sat and waited for it to open right. before going to this thing and you're like this is not a great picture of who we are right no. now, right? Like, and in now, t- there was there was no question we were staying. Like the, that that was not going to become powerful enough that we leave, but we are going to wait this out, right? And I always think about the judgment because today, even so, today I was sitting in a parking lot. I was on the phone. I was waiting to go into the gym, and near the gym is a beer store, and it is oh, what was it like nine fifty five. This morning, and I'll wait. I I guess the beer store opens at ten mm-hmm. because there was one guy and he's like knocking on the door <laughs> and look looking in and I'm like never been that guy. I will wait in the car. I'm like, I, dude, <laughs> it'll well, open at some no, point. But I, and I felt bad because I was judging, 100%, right? Yeah, but I went by and I'm traveling to the GTA and I left on uh, Friday morning and I got to Perth. And Perth Brewery opens at 10. Right beside a Wendy's. It's glorious. Yes. You love that. I really stop. do, yeah, man. You've told me about that yeah, before. Because yeah. uh, they're in the same, you don't have to, you can park in the middle and just, oh, you're opening already. I'm not but waiting for this whole story. This whole story. Don't mention. We're the, in Perth. We haven't gotten I know. close. Hey, <laughs> dude, you asked me to be I on know. weekly. 100%. Okay? I don't really know what I was thinking. I know, but this is what you're getting into. But at 9... It was like 9.59. It was right at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And I really like the Perth honey and the Perth. You can get Perth maple elsewhere. You can't really get the Perth honey anywhere else. Right. Because they don't want to, I've told you the story, they don't want to have it in LCBOs and have the honey, you know, not be at the right temperature. Mm, Honey, honey. So they only keep it there. I'm like, this is probably, because I'm going to come home through Kingston and come home. Sure. This is the only time I'm going to be by. Yeah. It's like 9.59. It opens at 10. I'll wait it out. It opens at 10. Yeah. Should I go in? And I always feel like, are they judging me for walking in (laughs) at 9.59? Sure, they're just happy to have the business, man. Yeah, I guess. But then I was disappointed. I went by Kick and Push. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't open until noon. I think I got there at 11. I'm like, I'm not waiting not there. Waiting an hour. I'm not waiting there no. an hour. No. But at some point, got to pull over and- maybe... What about 762? You must have got there close to noon. Close to noon. But I already had on my radar mm-hmm. 
um, where I was going to stop next, probably to maybe use the facilities, get yep. get a coffee. Right. And there was two breweries that were like within three minutes of each other in Peterborough, mm-hmm. one called Haven yep. Brewery. Mm-hmm. And I stopped there first. And unfortunately, they were out of, you know, two almost or th- everything. Almost every, well, two or three <laughs> things. Uh, maybe. All right. Yeah. Well, four or five. Sure. Uh, they make nice stuff, but it's sometimes hard to lay hands on. That's that's all. That's, right. So yeah. I actually have not tasted their stuff yet, but I okay. picked up a yeah. couple of, um, like a Pilsner and a, uh, I think a, a lager, a sour Heffenweizen, which I'm still, that's I don't even know. I haven't even gone odd. into yes. yet. Um, but then I noticed that Bob Cajun Brewery, mm-hmm. Bob Cajun Brewing Company yeah. was like three minutes from there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like Matt has provided some Bob Cajun beer. I know that Bob Cajun's where his uh, cottage is. Yep. And here I'm thinking, and I didn't know this until he told me about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, in the green room there. That in the, is that what you call it? <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> it's, the green room is anything outside of this, this studio. Room. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, this must be a secondary store they have in Peterborough as opposed to like their main store in Bob Cage. Right. Cause you're in Peterborough at the time. Right. Yeah. But I went in and I actually, I'm excited to try and, and you have, I heard you open it. So I I'm sure going to open it. So we can get to that part of the story now. Yeah. Right now, an imperial pastry stout, yes. but it's called Sweet Tooth Coffee Crisp. Mm-hmm. For anybody that knows me, uh, they would know that this would be something that I would see and go, I can't not try that. How do you like your coffee? Crisp. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. So I'm going to, this is going to be my first taste. I've never tried this before. You have tried it. I'm excited I, I, to I, hear. Yeah. I wasn't going to wait around a whole lot much more longer. Um, it's pretty nice. I will say though, I'm not getting a whole lot of the, when you say coffee crisp, like, I don't know if they're trying to kind of mimic the flavor of the chocolate bar. I'm not really getting that or if it's just their own name. It's a very nice stout. But as is so often the case, when you talk about these things, it's a really good beer, but I'm not getting exactly. And the first one that comes to mind, and we've talked about it, right, is yep. the Nanaimo Bar yep. Stout. Or, yeah. And you're, this is a good stout, but you kind of got me excited with the Nanaimo Bar name. Now, this, Coffee Crisp, is not one of my favorite chocolate bars. So I didn't get as pumped thinking that that's what you were going to bring. But if you'd have just handed me this in a pint glass and not told me that that was the name. I'd sit and have a few of these. Like, this is a really nice beer. Right. So, yeah, yeah labels are very important. I think we've discussed Matt's very that. judgmental. No, but labels are important. Perception yeah. is reality. And again- you if, absolutely judge a book by its cover. If I'm <laughs> buying, as you said, a Nanaimo bar stout, I hope- Yeah, you better bring hell that it a tastes little. like Nanaimo. Right. So this one, to me, I actually do taste a little bit of the, like, I would call it like milk chocolate or smooth. Yeah. Like, the chocolate flavor- is a little bit more silky than other chocolate That's flavors true, that I've had. But n- almost no coffee, right? I, like I, I would yeah. agree. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't taste a lot of coffee in this. I taste more of the chocolate. Yep. Um, and, and as I said, it's not a rip. It's a nice beer. It's just not matching for me what's on the label. That's all. But it is 8.5%, so we'll see in a bit how uh, how that's shaking loose. <laughs> Look forward to the next one. The second half. Of the After, show. yeah. <laughs> Which usually, I was going to say, it gets off the rails anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I did pick up at Bob Cajun uh, a couple of these. But as you mentioned, that is not a secondary oh, that's, store. Thank you. Yeah. I thought it was a secondary store, thinking that there was one in Bob Cajun. Right. I hadn't been to Bob Cajun in a long time. Last time was probably 15 years ago. Hmm. So 
Thanks for the invite to the cottage. I hope I and we'll, you know, we'll see and get that one at some point. <laughs> uh, but you then told me that's not the case. No, my understanding is that they had bought uh, or leased or whatever a, a property in Bob Cajun to do it, and that it caught fire or there was some sort of damage. Like the, in reality, yes. on fire. Like it did. It didn't catch this great wave of people no. going and buying their beer. Yeah, my understanding, and and look, I have no idea how reliable the Bob Cajun rumor mill is when you're wandering around town. <laughs> but my understanding was that they bought a property in Bob Cajun or leased or were renting a property. It it caught fire. And so for a while, they were going to move to Peterborough, keep brewing. And then when the time came, they would move back. And they appear to have sort of ever since decided, yeah, we're not going to move back. Huh. Peterborough's fine. Now, the beers are all real. Like, I don't think I've had a bad beer from Bob Cajun Brewing Company. But there's a little part of me as someone who cottages in that area that's like, yeah, but you're, you're, that's a false label, right? Like right. you got you got to come home at some point. You got to get back here. And well, I now, wish I had known that. But the next time well, I does do the really matter. Like, no, but the, I would have liked beers to are ask. Still good. I would have liked yeah. to have asked them. Right? Like what's what's in, going in on? Room, yeah. Are you coming so back? Yeah. I will. Yeah. Or if somebody knows them, I'm sure. Yeah. If they're listening, we're just curious. Just curious. Yeah. yeah. Are you coming back to uh, to Bob Cajun? There is another brewery that I've mentioned before on the podcast called uh, the Old Dog Brewing Company in Bob Cajun. It's not a big town, so I'm not sure how many breweries could actually survive on the main say, drag there. Two? Yep. Well, apparently not. Right? Oh, right. <laughs> there's one. Maybe it makes one sense d- to One stay just has in, Bob Cajun uh, on their label. Right. And the one that doesn't is in Bob Cajun. So but I did try... Uh, the guy was super nice and let me try a bunch on tap before I bought. Uh, so I go back in my car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just a sample. I get it. You're all right. It's Bob Cajun. That's actually Peter Bro. Right. Back <laughs> right on the yeah. highway, well, nobody's driving it. <laughs> yeah. I did go the back roads home. Good if, call. Like, yeah. Not Safer. just because I like the back roads. Mm. That's all. Uh, yeah. So I bought two of these two winter ales, which they did not have on tap, but I'm excited to try. Maybe bring that in. Uh, one of the following weeks, sure. I know there's some cinnamon and nutmeg and vanilla flavors yeah, okay. in that. Yeah. And I bought. A, <laughs> I'm not a, sure winter might be over. <laughs> it's 13 degrees, as you and I see. Yeah, wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Flash freeze coming. And... Oh, it's going to, they say it can feel like minus By 20. like nine o'clock tonight, it's going to have dropped 16 degrees. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon, so the good listener will have already shivered. Oh, yeah, that, I shouldn't but, say uh, tomorrow. Today, no, but, but you're today. right. Yeah, no, but that's what's coming. So. <laughs> and. I don't care what it's called on the label. If you have something with cinnamon and nutmeg and vanilla, it could be the deep, like... This is my summer 37 degrees, feels like 50. I am drinking that. You're all in, eh? Yes. Yeah. I enjoy that flavor. So we'll see. uh, Now, pumpkin spice latte, which I did buy two pumpkin spice latte beers. Does not feel a little like that was probably left over from October, November, maybe... Like, not saying I'm not drinking it. I'm just saying it feels like that was probably brewed a while ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. And? I didn't say How do I know when I walk into any brewery that it hasn't been sitting there for- Any beer I've ever served you has been sitting under the yeah. bed in the spare room I was going to say- the, 2021. What was, what was the one that I had here? Wasn't it like the Lake of Bays um, Christmas pack? I don't care. <laughs> well, I should mention, next week, our friend Angela Thompson from the Lake of Bays Brewing Company will be in here. And- uh, What day? I believe she's going to come in Monday afternoon for a Tuesday drop, which means there will be fresh Lake of Bays here when you arrive on Wednesday. I might just pop uh, by on Monday. Anyway, there you go. Just to just to meet the the Angela, Angela. Thompson, yeah. who's been hooking this show up pretty solid. So she's going to be back in here for that. 
Uh, you'll be back in your usual Wednesday for a Thursday drop that week. And at the end of next week, mm-hmm. Steve Bunda will be here just ahead of UFC 299, the last big show ahead of what was supposed to be a big UFC 300. They haven't really built a great 300 card. We'll get into all of that with Bunda. Um, so stick around for all of that. Make sure you're subscribed. And uh, if you want to go back, episode 1262 was Ian Mendez. What did you talk about? You mostly. Uh, did you really? Oh, you know, yeah. It was probably like 50, it drops, 55 out of the it, 67 minutes. It drops on, uh, today. Yeah. So I haven't heard it because I'm in here with you today. Yeah. I will go and listen to it, but what did you actually talk about? Uh, talked about uh, with uh, with Mendez. Talked about his time out in Vancouver, 2010, which you and I are going to talk about in Excellent. a second, covering the yeah. uh, the gold medal game, the Golden Goal, Sidney Crosby, all that. Asked him about also where sports reporting runs into, and and I was a little uncomfortable framing it this way for Mendez, but you know him; he's a yeah. good guy. He understands. it versus real journalism when you're covering the Hockey Canada scandal, right? They're all down in that oh, that room in London. No, a hundred percent. The London Police Department's it's, press conference. It's what, so different, right? It and is so, so different. You know, we, we had a few days before that press conference had had Gary Bettman's press conference at the NHL All-Star game. And so Robin Doolittle, who's doing like real reporting, keeps standing up and asking questions. And I'm not trying to rip on anybody, but afterwards, someone else is going to stand up and go, well, if Carter Hart can't play the rest of the year, what's that mean for the Flyers salary cap? Right. And it shouldn't matter. It matters at the NHL All-Star game. It's not going to matter at the London Police Department press conference right so we sort of talked about the difference between the two um and ian he's he's covering a lot of these more serious stories right along with katie strang along with dan robson and so we had a conversation about that was fantastic uh and if you want to go back even a little further episode 1259 our buddy andrew stoughton was here talking all things blue jays spring training so there's a lot of great stuff up now on the podcast feed and coming up um ian yeah ian's a true journalist yeah where not, not everybody is. Not everybody is. Yeah. And I, being in the business a long time, I don't criticize. There are those. No, that, your job is to cover the hockey team. I get it. All right, like for some of these guys. And I always found myself a little bit in between, and that is in no way is comparing myself to a a real journalist. Or, but I found myself not wanting to necessarily pander to the hockey team because you're covering the hockey team. Right. You're kind of covering your own ass. Um, that yeah, I can't lose access. Now I'm yeah. useless to my own outlet. Right. right. Like that, that actually happens. And you honestly, folks, if you fault those people, uh, like walk a day in their shoes. Right. And then fault them again. It's great. Like I never understood. And it's hard because last night I actually had one of the, the harder times in stepping away from it because I know what it's like in there. Mm-hmm. Last night, all I hear after the game is like, yeah, oh, Tuesday night sends preds. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, tough one out there, guys. And like, one. what do you mean? You got no shots on goal in the third period. Straight shots, no chaser. Also, no shots. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, tough one. A out terrible there. night. A tough one. What, yeah. is, what does that even mean? Yeah. But also, if you are the person that's covering the team day in, day out, and mm-hmm. there's only a certain amount mm-hmm. of people there, you're almost just trying to lead the athletes down the road where they're comfortable in saying whatever they want to say. And your question actually doesn't matter. I I learned this very early because one of my first jobs was the live in the locker room reporter. Right. And we used to pretend, and I mean, everyone knows, but 
it was live from the locker room, but it was never live. And it would always be um, Steve Lloyd was hosting the, the post-game show, and I was the live from the locker room guy. And Steve was like, let's go downstairs, leave her sage with Jacques Martin. And there I would be start, this 10 minutes ago. starting the tape going, well, thanks very much, Steve. And, yeah. and Jacques, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I found out really quickly that Jacques would walk in there. And I, I've heard him lately, and it's not the same. But coaches before, especially when they're in the height of their, their – where their team's really good. Right. They have messages that they want mm-hmm. to get out. And it does not matter what you are asking. Yeah, they're they, going to say what they, they want to say. They have – Well, that a, was one of the things – A frame that one, they will get to what they Ian want to talk said, about. That was one of the right? Because he recently did that interview, which you and I talked about on the show, with uh, the mayor. Yeah. Whose name currently escapes me. Mark It's Sutcliffe. not Jim Watson. It is no, Mark Sutcliffe. Thank Mark you. Sutcliffe. That's right. I run. I don't know where uh, – where he used, to, used to have the I Run right. show and, and so CFRA. And Ian sort stuff. of said, like, I, I spoke to him and he goes, I took a ton of shit for that interview. And he goes, and some of it's fair. He goes, that's fine. But as a reader, there's a little bit of an onus on you to understand that he's speaking to the mayor and the mayor has an agenda. That doesn't mean Ian is intentionally boosting that. Ian is trying to ask some questions. The mayor is going to take that question and spin it as much as he can into, here's what I'd rather talk about. Here's the answer I would like the city to get right now. Right. And so Ian has the, the the decision to make, do I just not speak to him at all and not even try to get an answer? Or do I at least see what he wants to say, try and get the conversation going about a new arena? And we'll have to live with the fact that like, there's a little bit of onus on the reader to understand that while this guy's asking a fair question, he may not get an answer no, to that and, and question. and there should be more onus. And this isn't to take the blame off of people who are in journalism, yeah. radio, TV. They need to, like, write it, writers like Ian, you always need to ask better questions. Sure. You need to ask shorter questions, more direct questions, mm-hmm. and questions that don't lead the person that you're interviewing down a path where, like, here is one of the cardinal sins, and you hear it all the time, and I used to do it all the time too, so I'm no, I'm no different, but I did learn and think that I didn't do this, at least in the back half of my career. Right. Asking questions like, Matt, was it, Why like, if, so you played awesome. with the, if you played with the Sens last night, was it the fact that Nashville yes. was stifling you, yeah. or was it that you were tired from the back-to-back? Right. Did I give you an out in the question? Well, like, what... Yeah. No, I'm no. going to go, well, yeah. a little bit, right? You've said, well, yeah, you know, the back-to-back. Yeah. Was, yeah. And so might, you've, you've provided me an out in the question. Instead of go asking you, Why'd you Matt, play like shit? what happened tonight? Right. And let them answer yeah. the question the way that they did. Yep. And, and reporters do this all the time. But mm-hmm. going back to what you said, like there should be way more onus on the listener, the viewer, and not everybody's media savvy, and, so it's hard. Right? No, and it's, the reader, no, but to understand that it's not all on the journalist. Like smart people, like if you're interviewing the GM of the hockey team, or if you're interviewing the mayor, if you're interviewing, like those people are smart. Mm-hmm. They they've been in a million press conferences, and they know what they want to say. They're going to say what they want to say. Yeah, it's up to you to try and get a little bit out of them. Yeah, you got to push a bit. But if you think as a listener or a viewer that 
oh, the the mayor's just there and he's going to answer anything yeah, and the reporter no didn't ask? No shot. Come on. Yeah. Like, it doesn't work that way. So just be better, people, okay? Be better. Uh, before we move into the uh, Vancouver 2010 thing, yes. what are you thinking of the stout? I'm enjoying it, man. It's it's going down nice here. I, I uh, agree. Yeah. Um, you said it perfectly before, and maybe we should start doing this, is taking the labels off. Yeah. Drinking the yeah. beer, at least talking about the beer, like what we think about it, mm-hmm. and then finding out what it what is it after, <laughs> because it's just in your head of what yeah. it's supposed to be as opposed to what it is. But if you just poured this for me and I'm didn't tell me what these, it was, yeah. it's going down really well yeah. at 8%. So good that I'm only having one of them and right. have whatever you have. Yeah, it's 8.5%, I believe. I don't know if we mentioned that off the uh, off the top. Um, so yeah, we did. So we'll see where that takes us, uh, in, in, in the future part but it's of the going show down, here. It's going down fairly well. So I want to take you back just, uh, the same thing I asked Ian about. And, and so for the good listener, the anniversary itself will be over, but this will be the, uh, the anniversary on March 1st. Actually in 2010, it was March 1st tomorrow for us. It's going to be February 29th, uh, a leap year, yep. but we will all be celebrating the anniversary of the hangover from the Vancouver 2010 yep. Olympic Winter Games. Uh, let's go back just for a second here. Niedermeyer regroups. Crosby over the line. Sidney Crosby can't bust in. Up with it again. He's on the ice with Aginla. Aginla scores it. Sidney Crosby, the golden goal. And Canada has once in a lifetime Olympic gold. So... Do you want to take a shot at the impression of the goal call? You were doing that before we started up. No, no, no. I got in trouble. Ah, right. No, so <laughs> I, 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 Sidney Crosby. You should have asked me yeah. in after wait till you're done two of these. In, yeah, yeah, two of these eight point five percent, and I would have done it no problem. Yeah. Um, but here's where I got in trouble when mm. I was on the radio, and I didn't mean to get in trouble. No, but I so, does. Carry on. Growing up, um. You know, I think for a lot of us, like Bob Cole yeah. was the guy. And I understand like before him and, and Danny, sure. Danny, Gallivan, Danny Gallivan and Foster Hewitt. Yeah. Like the legends of legends. Mm-hmm. But Chris Cuthbert was a guy when I was sort of at the height of watching. I watched a lot of Leaf games and Bob Cole was awesome. Yep. Um, yep. And if Bob Cole wasn't doing the game. It didn't feel as big it of a game. It felt like a step down a yes. little. Yeah. No, it it did. Yeah. And that's not even talking about how great of a job that, like Mark Lee did the West sure. Coast for a long time. Yep. And he was really Don good. Whitman and Don Whitman did a Whitman, lot of them. Yeah. yeah. But Bob Cole was And Don just, Whitman was great too, right? Like, yeah. But, but Bob, Bob just made it, it feel like, yes. oh, this is the main event tonight. Right? 100%. Like, like, Bob Cole's not doing the game. It's not as important. Right. But then Chris Cuthbert came along. Yeah. And I loved Chris Cuthbert. I still love Chris I still love Chris yeah. Cuthbert. But he was my absolute favorite announcer, play-by-play guy mm-hmm. ever. So where this story kind of turns is that, you know, my friends and I would always kind of replicate goals and 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 emulate him and and out of the highest of respect. Yeah. Then I get the job and I'm Doing, I'm producing a lot in the first couple of years. You're in the biz. And God love them. Dean Brown and Gord Wilson was one of the most fun and most uh, crazy, but 
how, how much I learned in this year of the lockout in 0405. Dean Brown and Gordon Wilson were the host of the afternoon drive show. Right. And I was the producer. And Dean and Gord, because it, there was a lockout, yep. hosted every day, but knew that they were going back to calling yeah. Sens games. Yeah. So, and there was no NHL. Right. I don't, they're the most, the most professional people. They're, mm-hmm. they're unbelievable at their job, but. You've taken away the thing. I don't want to say that they didn't it, give a crap, but they away. understood that we're going to do whatever we want yeah. for a year yeah. because we're going back to call the games when the hockey resumes. Right. And they were at a level that they could do anything, right? Yeah. They, well, I've said this a hundred times before. You know I'm a Leaf guy. Dean Brown is one of my favorite play-by-play guys. I think he calls a fantastic game. Right. right? Like, and, so, but Dean's just a, uh, I say this in the most lovable way, but he clowns around all the time. Like, all the time. He was just on Tuesday night in Nashville. Uh, I was listening to the third period. Sometimes it's too much, but... This wasn't. I was listening in the third period. I had shut the, the game off because the Leafs had lost. And, Fuck this. And put the radio on and listened to yeah. him call the third t- period. T- tough, eh? That one loss in I eight know. games. We'll get to it. Just settle. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, there's a language happening beside me. I don't know what it is. And Gord's like, it's it's Spanish, Dean. And whatever. someone was calling the Preds game right. in the next booth in Spanish. Um, and he's like, well, it might be. I don't know. But at that point, the Sens are down. They haven't gotten a shot <laughs> in the third. He's just trying to have a good time, keep the broadcast yep. entertaining. And so I sent him, you know, the the music notes and then the quote, I'm on a Mexican radio and, and whatever. <laughs> like, we're, he's, I just, I think he's very good at calling a game, but also... This game sucks. Let's yeah. just try and be entertaining, right? Yeah. So that's a hard thing to, to strike the but balance. But when him and Gord did the afternoon show, right. it was just like, what crazy things can we do? And <laughs> so one of the times I was getting my gallbladder out and I know the sound. Take a microphone with you. <laughs> so Dean says to me, you know what we should do? No, no. We should tape mm-hmm. you like we just got you in like somehow some way we've contacted you and you're in, in the recovery. in recovery you've right. just woken up from your <laughs> surgery and he, and he says go in the studio and I don't care what you say like purple monkey dishwasher oh, look at that exactly like just just throw out a bunch of nonsense yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with anything for like 2 or 3 minutes right so I go and I do it and I really don't think that much of it. Mm-hmm. And I give the tape and I go in and... So this is like the day before? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I go in and I have the surgery and I'm out. It's it's fine. It's just a day thing. But people, I get back to my phone and people are like, dude, like, I can't believe he did that. Are you like, are, are you, you have no idea what you said probably and you sounded like an idiot and I'm like, what? Well, that part's believable. Right. Did, they hadn't known me yet and right, okay. realized that that was probably exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Those this two, was Leah's most coherent. <laughs> two or three minutes. But anyway, so they played it like they got a hold of me the second I was in recovery. Right. And people were angry. Like they believed it. They were angry. You took advantage of this guy while angry, he was yeah. drugged up. They were angry at Dean and yeah. Gord. And Dean and Gord were just having a blast of course. with it, right? But those are some of the things that they would do. And so one of the other things, I would do these impressions of Chris Cuthbert because I loved Chris Cuthbert. But Dean is very good friends with Chris Cuthbert. Right. So 
in 0405, they bring him on mm-hmm. and he's a guest on the show and they're and Oh like, no, I what, can see already where this yeah, is going. Like, wait a second, before we let you go, like our producer yeah. our producer Lee, um, you know, I, I think does a really, really good <laughs> really good impression. And so Uh-huh. Lee, would you come on and do it? No. No, I won't. Well, that's what I should have said. <laughs> yeah. But I actually thought at the time, I am doing this out of respect. Like, <laughs> this is love oh for you, God. Cece. Yeah. Um, Cece Crosby. Now that hadn't happened yet. So, <laughs> no, that hadn't happened. But yeah. I'm like, again, love. Wow. <laughs> Did you see that? It's a terrible question. I know that. But I think it's amazing. Yeah. And so I do it. The, did you see that as a good poll? That's a that's a go to, right? That's that's Bob Cole's old baby, right? Chris yeah. Cuthbert's is always. Did you see that? Yeah, right. Like, did you see that? So I do it. Yeah, radio silence. Okay? <laughs> like, God, I hope he's been disconnected. <laughs> no, but nothing. No, and he. I just remember being. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is my last day on the I, radio. Yeah, I just did this and he did not think that this was funny and no. maybe he thought I was making fun of him. Right. I wasn't, but I really am now in no position to explain <laughs> to him for half an hour that it really wasn't. And so, uh, oh, I'll never forget Dean. So this happens and Dean's having just the greatest time of his life. Yeah. Well, the next time that Dean and Chris are in the press box and I'm in the press box, Uh-oh. oh, Dean's going to make sure that... This is Lee. Like, yeah, I here's the guy. I hadn't met Chris yet. Right. right. Um, yeah, I, I just wish. <laughs> I just have so much. He was the goat for me. Is there a and, carpet I can climb And he is still somewhere? the goat. Yeah. And we kind of talked about it like years and years later, but. It never got to be like, oh, two old pals slapping no. each other no. on the back going, well, remember that? That was so funny. Yeah, no. No, it wasn't. No. no. Um, so I did it for you in the middle of the story, just yep. so well, you have it. I, I'll say. It didn't go well. CC's been on this show just once. I, I, every now and then I feel like I should try and get him back on here, but I'm a little embarrassed, and I'll tell you why. He came on the show May or June 2020. So the world is shut down. And that's why Lee has time to talk to Matt. He can't leave his house. We're all stuck at home anyway. So why not talk to Matt? And I probably, I don't know, good three, four minutes, verbally filleted the job that TSN does in covering hockey. I'm going on and on about how Chris Cuthbert and Gord Miller are, for me, at that point, the two best play-by-play guys in the industry. Right. And TSN does it so much better than Sportsnet. Yeah. Now, I don't know this yet. He does. It hasn't been made public yet. Right. He's leaving yep. TSN for Sportsnet. Certainly is. And I'm going on and on. TSN does such a great job. It's so much better than Sportsnet, CC. It's good. And the show comes out, on, I don't know, like a Tuesday. And then on like the Friday, Sportsnet does the press release that's right. like... Welcome to Sportsnet, Chris Cuthbert. And I'm just like, oh, God, I hate my life. Right. Like, is I, there is, there's not a rock big enough I could climb under right now. Now, yeah. he was awesome. We talked about the Olympics, not the 2010 thing, although that came up. But we talked about him calling Adam Vancouverton's kayak race. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Like, yep. I think 
I think he was okay with most of the show, but it absolutely led off with me just drooling all over him and Gord Miller right. as the TSN play-by-play guys. He already knows I'm gone to the new guy. I'm gone to Sportsnet, right? I'm gone to... Right. It was, it was pretty brutal on the, when that came out. Yeah, like, that. <laughs> so... I haven't wanted to call him since. I'm just—he won't remember. He probably doesn't remember my name. But I'm like, I can't ever yep. talk to that guy yeah. again. <laughs> well, I never wanted to go near him in the press box. Right. I knew that he probably didn't know who I was even after he met me. Yeah. But anyway, it was just—it's so. it, an incredible clip. Okay. And he will—he—he he does get shortchanged a little bit. And I know he? people know Cross. Yeah. Cross. About how Cross. <laughs> Don't call him Crossy. Crossy. <laughs> Yeah, brutal. Like, like I'm calling Sidney Crosby yeah, the Crosby. I whiffed on this uh, hard. Uh, Crosby, you are maybe <laughs> the best. The cross. You're the best player I've ever seen. Hmm. Yeah. You're pretty old. I know. You saw Gretzky's prime. Yeah. Uh, on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess. I guess Mario's he, prime. Yeah. Like, no. I and look, people say that Mario was the hardest player to play against ever. Um, that he was the most difficult person to defend. Yeah. Ever. Like he was, if that was the guy that you just didn't matter, mm-hmm. you couldn't take the puck off him. If he wanted to do something, he just did it all the time. Yeah. But I guess I'm saying this from a perspective of not that he is the best player. No. But more that I've probably watched Sidney Crosby live. Yes. Like a hundred times. Right. Where I've seen his greatness through. Like I've seen him in situations where yeah. well, and it wasn't just the big moments or I didn't watch him just on TV. I've seen him a hundred times live and I, this is a weird thing to say about a dude, but the biggest tree trunk legs I've 100%. ever, ever Hockey seen. ass, right? Like Trunk. <laughs> not even just his ass. Like his ass, his legs. His, he I've is. I've never uh, seen People call him, like right? It. The ultimate grinder, right? Like. A guy who plays down low, a guy who gets all that done and yet still puts up 110 points or right. whatever. And that's the thing that, that look, I'm not comparing him and saying he's better than Gretzky or Lemieux. Yeah, 100%. I'm right. just saying. The game's different. His game's I'm different. I'm just saying nobody, no star ever did that. And to be as great as he was and as humble as he was and as magnificent for such a long period of time. Yeah, we're coming up on 20 years. Like, He's the greatest player I have ever seen. And as long as people take yeah, it that way. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've probably watched him a hundred times and it's just, he he's just always doing the right thing all the time. It's and funny when you think about that Olympics in 2010, he wasn't very good early nope, on. Nope. He hadn't managed it. And he's yet, getting criticized. And in that moment, the greatest Canadian player of this generation on Olympic Home ice overtime gets it done. Like that, that could have been anybody. That could have been Ryan Getzlaff. It yeah. could have been Rick Nash. It could have been. It could have been anyway. Right. But it's, it's in that moment. And you look four years later, the game's in Sochi, up on the wall there. You can see a, a an overhead of him skating in on a. It, it's a 3 nothing Canada win in the Sochi gold medal game yeah. over Sweden. But he scores on the break. Again, after a fairly uninspired. But he has that knack in the moment for getting it done when it matters, right? And that's that's my favorite part of that that Crosby or that Chris Cuthbert call, which we'll play here again in a second, is that Cuthbert is shocked, like that he just sort of, again, let's kicked it back down to him and he's fired it through because um, 
trying to remember who's in goal. Jonathan Quick, no. Uh, Miller. Mi- Ryan Miller. Yeah. Goes for the poke check and... Sid's waiting for it, and as soon as he does, he fires it on this impossible angle. And so Cuthbert's sort of like, uh, again, let down to Crawford. Crosby scores, right? Like, it's right. out of nowhere that this comes through. And uh, that's wild, man. Like, play it again so we can hear Iggy. Up with it again. He's on the ice with Aginla. Aginla scoping. Sidney Crosby, the golden goal. And Canada has once in a lifetime Olympic gold. Well, let me just ask you quickly, only because of all the talk about Matthews being on pace for 70. Yeah. I've gone looking for, you know, the last time that happened. So you got to go back to 93, and it was two guys who hit 70, mm-hmm. uh, McGilney and Solani, yeah. which was incredible. And neither one of them wins MVP. It is Mario in that year who scored 69. So we had that year two guys who scored 70 goals, three guys who scored 60, and I think it was nine who scored over 50 but did David 90- Volek score 70? David Volek. Another great Chris Cuthbert Unbelievable. Call. Un- like one of my favorite calls of all time. Right. And there's going to be a new Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> you sound more like Jim Cornette. Hey. As your, uh, no, I do not. <laughs> Stop. You know what? There are things you can say to me that's not one like of Jim them. Cornette. No. Okay. okay. So the only reason I bring it up is because the 69 goals that got Mario Lemieux MVP that year he only played 60 games. That was the year he missed being treated for cancer. Right. And came back. Like, two guys scored 70 goals. How do you give it to Mario? Like, well, Mario Lemieux played like a quarter less of the season than everyone else and still got 69 goals. Oh, so goals. he had cancer, came Insane. back and scored 69 goals? What a loser. Couldn't get to 72 like the other guys. Yeah. What a douche. Um, Don't care if Matthew scores 100. Okay. Don't. You'll care a little if he gets to 100. No, I won't. It will be noteworthy. No, no, Matt. If he scores 100 Matt, goals, it'll Matt, be noteworthy. I'm, Matt, listen to my voice. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I do He's not idiots. care. Okay. If he doesn't do it in the playoffs, I could care less what Austin Matthews does in the regular what season. What would the number be where you'd have to care? 150 goals in a season? Would you care about that? <laughs> 120? Uh, no, okay. So realistically, it's, if he gets a hundred, you'd care. No, Matt, I want you to listen to I my I know voice. exactly what you're saying, but at some point it becomes noteworthy again. And I'm just curious what that number is. Okay. For me, it's 102. 162. <laughs> no, 164. Two goals a game. Two every goals game. more. Then it would be in a Major League Baseball uh, season. Two goals a game every game. Okay. Seems reasonable. Let's take a break, grab a beer. We'll be back. And Samuelson's pass off a skate. Bullock turns with Ferraro. Here they come. Two on one. Bullock shoots. Scores! David Bullock, Islanders. And there'll be a new Stanley Cup champion in 1993. We're back in here. Uh, I guess we should get to some of the actual topics of the day. Uh, you know, sometimes the, the chatter. I, I like chatter. you. Yeah. Oh, oh. But my headphones don't work. Right. We're going to bring those back up because okay. I took them away from you for a second. Had to punish you, you just did. for a minute. So you weren't going to be able to hear I my can't believe I actually. I can't believe I actually wanted to hear you better. I get that a lot, actually. Oh. Yeah. No, I, well, what are I, we doing? I, I, <laughs> um, I want to talk just briefly, and, and maybe you have more on this than I've We've done an hour and haven't talked about anything. So Which is the we, best, right? <laughs> it is. It's pretty Are you going to get to the beer? 
You want to run the show? You know what? Next week you're. You hosting. always yell at me for talking too much to not get to the beer. I do. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you're going on. I'm. Ex- I got. You're going on next Wednesday. You're steering the ship, man. Your hands on the wheel. You're running the show next week. It's about fucking time. <laughs> well, I finally got to where I need to be. <laughs> All right. Just for one week. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, you think I don't want this or can't handle it? You look, are wrong. I think you can handle it. I'm not sure I can handle it. Right. That's the problem. Well, you. We did this her. a week or two ago. We let Rob steer the ship. It took me a long time to work the ass groove back into my chair over here. That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was an 8.5% Imperial Stout. It was delicious, but I thought maybe we'd pump the brakes here just a little bit because yep. it's still kind of afternoon. Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to run a, a logger here. Have you tried this one? This is from Stray Dog. Nope. Okay. This is called Smash Hits. And I guess it doesn't really give any info. Now, I'm sure if I'd gone to their website and, you know, been a good broadcaster and, and looked into this, right. I could have found some more Which information. Which is what you need to do. Yeah. Let me read the back. It says on the untapped app that this is the Ottawa Champions Brew. So it is a, okay. the Smash Hits. Is uh is about the hometown and there's a baseball team. player. All it takes is one giant swing to bring great taste home. Yeah, smash hits deliver on a low alcohol and big taste brewed exclusively for the Ottawa Titans. Yeah, Ottawa Titans, not Ottawa Champions. How old what? is this beer? Champions, Titans, Lynx. I don't know. I know Lynx is the oldest one. What's the? It's the same. Yeah. I, but is it Titans now or is it Champions? How old is this beer? Well, when did you get the beer? I l- ordered it like th- two weeks ago. Then they're the Titans. I guess so. <laughs> We're just trusting them to not lie to us. Uh, it says light alcohol. I believe it's 4.4%. 4. So it's a stray lager. Uh, we can cruise on that for a bit after uh, the big boy stout that you you brought, which was, uh, which was delicious. Alec Manoa mm-hmm. goes out on Tuesday... In his first appearance at the spring. And look, I think we all know not to read too much into the spring. <laughs> but you're going but to. But I'm absolutely about to do that. Yeah. Alec Manoa was a guy you were looking to see some things from. Yep. You hoped to see a bit of a turnaround. He goes one and two thirds innings. That on its own, not super alarming, right? Like starters don't go six innings no. in early spring training. It's not March yet. Although, by the time the good listener hears this, it will be March. No, it won't. Oh, shit, you're right. It's that damn leap day again. Can't have a leap year without Lee in it. Remember that. <laughs> That's why we don't want any more leap year. Anyway. Uh, the poor people that have their birthday on February 29th. What do you do? Do you? They're do like you, six years old. No, but do you celebrate <laughs> February 28th? Do you celebrate March 1st? Do you not care? Like what? I want to know. What, what would you choose? The 28th or the 1st? The 1st. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because it's... Anyway. Let's no. Let's, I let's choose the first because I want it to be. Nonsense. I want to be as young as possible for as long as possible. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, so Alec Manoa goes out one and two thirds innings. His velocity is up, gets it up around ninety five, ninety six, but only seventeen out of thirty eight pitches are for strikes. He plunks three guys, hard hit a couple times, a couple of big beefy doubles ripped off him, four runs. On three hits. I imagine they're pretty happy with seeing the velocity up. And they're working on things, right? In spring training, Chris Bassett, when he signed last year, hadn't pitched game for the Jays. And he said to all the media members, 
don't read anything into my velocity. I'm saving it. I'm hoping to pitch deep into the season. And then we all went out and read into his velocity, which was terrible. And he got hit around and then he went out and had a career year. So it's a little bit on us when we do this. No, right? it's a when lot we, on <laughs> Right. When we read into things. No. But the thing about Alec Manoa is you're looking for something to instill some confidence, right? You're looking. You're, you're looking for the fan base to be able to go, okay, I see what you're doing. But the fan base doesn't need to be in, like, have their confidence inspired. Uh, by the way, good lager. Okay, lager. Mm-hmm. Is clean, crisp. It's got a little bit of a. I was going to say, it's a little what, sweet. What the aftertaste is. It's a little sweet. It's a nice lager, but it's got. Kind I don't of a, know if sweet would be no? the word I would use. It's got sweet. a little. Yeah. <laughs> It's not too sweet. No, it isn't. But it's got a little, I'll, I'll try and figure out what the aftertaste okay. is, but it's a, it's certainly clean and crisp. I'll give yeah. it that. I like it. Um, but so go ahead. Who is it that like, do you need confidence as a Blue Jay fan yes. on February the 20th? Yes. You do? It, it's 29, February 29th when the good listeners hearing. No, this. but when he pitched. 27th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude. I'm not writing him off. Don't get me wrong. No, no. Dude, stop. Dude. What you need to do is not even talk about what Alec Manoa is doing. You don't think that the Alec Manoa story is a little different than the Chris Bassett story or the... Well, it's different than the Chris Bassett story, but I'm, I'm not comparing them. I don't need to see from Alec Manoa... If somebody I wants to, to watch, yeah, but if somebody about. wants to watch me practice for a month, practice what? <laughs> Those are a lot of things I'm good at. Okay. All right. But well, you'll let us know. If somebody <laughs> wants to watch me practice and work on my mechanics, it would be, I look at spring training literally like I look at the first couple days of training camp in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, even before that, like off ice workouts and different things. You're like, things. oh my God, Buddy Robinson scored twice in his NHL no, but preseason. The, the, the thing that's hilarious to me, Love too, Buddy is like Robinson. even in the NHL, is like, and they do these off ice workouts, and then you hear who did the most chin ups and the most push ups. Yeah, the best on the VO2. I don't care. Show me on the ice if you're any good. I feel the same way about baseball in the very elongated practice. <laughs> that ends up being on television called spring training, I don't care what people are doing. So three plunks. No. Doesn't bug I, you? No. Am okay. I concerned about Alec I, I think Manoa? it probably bugged them. Yep. I, His opponents. But, but they weren't intimidated. They hit him hard. Hard. So I don't care. March 31st, mm-hmm. if he hasn't shown any signs of improvement during this practice, I'll start to get concerned and then I'll watch him at the beginning of the regular season. And if he gets hit around again, now I'm starting to get right. Like, but honestly, I don't in February and March, it's literal practice. And you know what? Yeah. Your good buddy Scott MacArthur, your Scotty good buddy Mac. Yeah. Not mine. No. Um but God, I was happy that San Francisco lost. Uh <laughs> Like, dude, blowing another lead in the Super Bowl. Like, how many leads can you blow, Scott? Seriously, answer the question. <laughs> hey, Your coach sucks. Mm-hmm. I think we agree on that. So he the covered spring training. Here, yeah. No, but he, he, he covered spring training for a long time. And yeah. he would, 
always like you talk to him during the time he was down there and he's like, okay, well, we got this story today and this story tomorrow. And, you know, you try and find all these little nooks and crannies. And I remember asking him one time, do you think like, do you get concerned about what you watch from some of the regulars? Mm-hmm. Like, great that you're finding out the story of the guy who might be the, the second DH that came from well, nowhere. Our buddy and, on this show, Arden Zwelling from Sportsnet, right. he's talking about Daniel Vogelback, and he goes, when they signed him, I kind of went, eh, I don't know. And he goes, I, I sort of see a path for him now. There is reason for these guys to be down there, right? No, of course But you're right, is. that's a fringe guy. That's who you should be watching but as opposed to lot, the main guy. You get a lot of spring training to me, again, Vogelback, going back to the even. NHL, is like somebody that's performing so well in preseason and hockey that you're like, maybe there is a spot for this sure. person on the fourth line. Sure. Maybe this person can be the sixth defenseman. Six and, weeks later, it's the 12 forwards you always thought it would right. be. Right. And then you start the season, and you're like, this story did not matter. And a month ago, it was the only thing you don't thing think the mattered. Alec Manoa story matters? Not yet. I think it matters. I'm not right. No, I'm not writing him off. He's done because of one shitty spring start. I'm just, this is perhaps the story of the spring for the Toronto Blue Jays. A guy who was once in 2022, a Cy Young contender in 2023, can't pitch in the majors. He can't even run him out there in 2024 spring training. You're going to watch that guy. Of course I am. That's going to be the story. But I'm not going to care what he does until it counts. Do you, I, I think that's fair. Honestly, I, I, I'm playing a little devil's advocate, I but I, I, I'm you curious. You don't believe yourself right now. Eh, I'm curious. Do you think, they care about that first start. Like, they're looking at different things that you and I. You and I are looking right. at velocity, going, velocity's up, that's good. Control is down, that's not good. Like, we have very basic stuff, but right. we don't know what they sent him out there on day one to work on. Correct. So, if we don't know, that's like the same thing as me when you asked me a couple of weeks ago, do I care about, or do I think Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett made the right move? And I'm like, well, yeah. so the answer is yes, I do think they made the right, no, they're 6-0. and oh. It's gone pretty well since, 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 but my point was, I don't know how That's well a streak with no name. I, yeah, <laughs> you have no pride, none, man, none. <laughs> we were texting the good listener you have no, on Tuesday night. You have no, I was pride. responding with nothing know, but YouTube songs. songs. <laughs> I finally wanted to respond with, they're just overrated anyway. Like <laughs> they're not that good of a band. But I agree with that. They were good in the eighties, but yeah. that's probably it. The Joshua Tree is a great album. Yeah. Everything else. Eh. Exactly. <laughs> eh. yeah. But Do you have I, any idea how many people we just pissed off? I hope a lot. The rest of no, the catalog. T- no, they're terrible. They're not terrible. Okay. They're, 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 they're not, not great. They're not great. That's all. That's all. <laughs> just like Alec Manoa. What See, now I'm going to digress. One time I was on CTV. I was one do- time at Bandcamp. I was doing sports and uh, she just got let go, unfortunately. Vanessa Lee, mm, who yeah. uh, is just a crazy, crazy great journalist, right. um, was doing the news in Ottawa. And she was just so serious all the time. And we're on it like sports was on the weekends mm-hmm. and it's like, 11.50 on Sunday night, right? Like, yeah. who in the blue hell is watching this show? <laughs> Seriously. Alcoholics, the unemployable, angry loners. But she just won't smile or, right. like, crack a... Got a job to do here. Right. Yeah. And she's this great. This be on my reel. Great at her job. Yep. 
I get on the desk and I say to her, Vanessa, like, I need a little bit more from you. She's like, what do you mean? Like, all I'm going to do is intro you for sport, intro you for sports, and then you're going to be on for seven minutes, and then we're going to do a quick host chat, and that's going to be it. Right. I said, what's your favorite band that you feel guilty about? Mm. B44. <laughs> so she turns to me and says, like, it's never the answer, right? When serious people, they're, but why? Right. Why do you want to yeah, know? No. Just tell me. Just give me, me something. Just give the, me something to work with. Tell here. me yeah. the band. Yeah. Well, I enjoy Roxette a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah. She's got the look. So I say to her, I got seven minutes of sports. I am going to give you seven Roxette songs that I will work into this sports yeah. without anyone else but you knowing right. that. I have worked in seven Roxette songs. Yeah. And she's like, you don't even know Roxette. I'm like, you don't know me very well, Vanessa. Like, that's the wrong You know ba- he's a little bit That's dangerous. the ra- right. <laughs> like, I am not fading like a flower here, <laughs> Vanessa. Okay? But I worked in all of these songs in, like, doing the highlights, straight-faced, yeah. ho- hockey, baseball, whatever. I worked them all in. Yep. It comes back on camera. And Did she smile? I, I came back on camera and I said something to her about like, and there's your look at sports. <laughs> she was crying, yeah. laughing, yeah. where she couldn't throw to break. <laughs> she tries to throw to break and she can't talk. Yeah. It goes to break and she's literally hitting me. <laughs> like, why would you do this to me? Why? And she's like kind of mad. I'm annoyed but that we just had fun. No, but she's she's crying, <laughs> laughing, but she's kind of mad. Yeah. And I'm like, wasn't that fun? Yeah. Like, aren't we supposed? It's midnight. Right. No one's watching. <laughs> Especially our boss. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was one of the greatest things I ever did. Well, and it's supposed to be fun. And you and I were going back and forth on text on, on your two songs YouTube last night <laughs> about Nashville, but. <laughs> The point is, is going back to Alec Manoa, they- Right, that guy. I said to you, and I said, I think it matters to the players, but I'll have to see how this works out because I don't know that Barry Trotz and Andrew Burnett in first-year roles know their team this well, Right. but I guess we're going to find out how well they know their team. Yeah, and they've been great. Well, they're 6-0. Yep. Like, they're undefeated since that, and they clearly knew their team very well. If- what I'm looking for for Alec Manoa is to not get hit around, and they're worried about uh, okay, can you can you throw your change up? Can you? Well, like, he what threw his looking? slider a couple times that had like back to that like literally that 14 inch sweep, and we didn't see that last year. So what did they tell him to do? Right, right? and that's that's part of the the thing here, and it it, it had that bite again. And last year he was sort of half assing it in there because he wasn't super confident. If all they told him to do on Tuesday was go show us you can snap that slider again yeah. and anything else doesn't matter, fine. Because we don't know what the, the right. mission is here. But as far as perception goes, as far as fan opinion goes, and look, we can argue whether that matters or not. Yeah, that wasn't encouraging if you're a yeah. fan. And so I've just learned very early, I guess, that... Do you think he can still be an ace? 
An ace? Yeah. Well, he was a he was a no. I know what he was. Cy Young, but I don't. I don't. Is that the outlier? I don't know that he has to get back to that. I don't either. That's what I'm asking you. So, like, if he come, if he just turns out to be a great career number three, yes, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Like, I think if he could salvage what happened last year and turn it into just being a career, I wouldn't even say salvage. I think he overachieved a couple of years ago, and he underachieved last year. Yeah. And they were a little bit higher and lower. Right. Let's remember that Roy Halladay got sent down to the minors the because he down. couldn't way pitch. Down. Because he couldn't pitch. Yeah. And Roy Halladay had to figure out how but to he pitch. He came back and, and turned out an ace. Yeah. And, and turn, I'm not sure that's Manoa. No, but you don't know that. But I don't know. I, I didn't know that about Roy Halladay in '99 or no, 2000, whenever that was. Yeah. I didn't know that about him either. But sometimes it takes this crazy thing to happen to you to figure out how you need to do it differently. And what I'm not going to do is because spring training gets a, a couple more headlines and... Well, there's just the, nothing in, else happening. No, but in so baseball... We talk but here's the difference. Yeah. There are no practices in baseball. There's games. And they call it spring training, but it's, it's practice. practice. They call it that. No, but for pitchers, you know what I mean? I do. Like, there is no actual practice. Yeah. So when... When NHL guys or NFL guys, like, ask me if I care if Dak Prescott completes one pass in the preseason in the NFL. All right. Zero care. I don't care if he goes O for 157. Do you care I, if he does it in the first round of the playoffs? No, but I care, though, the first game of the regular season. Yeah. If he's 0 for 30, well, okay, I'm, I'm starting I'm, to I'm care. Concerned. Yeah, no, I'm starting to get concerned. <laughs> yeah. But... We don't often get, like, baseball is so different. And I hope people understand and hear this part of it. Baseball practice is spring training, but we get to watch it because it's actual games that don't matter on television. Where in practice in the NHL and training camp, unless you're in the arena, and even some of the preseason games Mm -hmm. that aren't on television, or they send the B group or whatever... The Hockeyville, yeah. You just don't, you don't judge. Shadow Coburg coming at you. You don't judge the people in those instances that are supposed to be difference makers for you. You judge them when it counts. This is practice, and baseball is different from other sports. Where I can tell you, and it was great that the radio station had a lot of access, and they still do about training camp mm-hmm. and preseason games. The only thing that you or I would know about the preseason is maybe watching the Sens once or twice against either the Leafs or the Habs yeah. and going last in the game or two and before. going, this guy played 15 minutes on one night and suddenly we're judging how he's going to do in the regular season. Right. I'm not doing that with any athlete anymore. So last thing on this then, do you think there's any um, responsibility would be overstating it? Okay. But for the team to get out there and have Manoa, like you and I are willing to concede if all they asked him to throw, get that slider across, let's yeah. show that you can do that. And he gets hit around fine as long as the slider had the grip, yep. then, then yeah. fine. But do you think there's anything to the idea of, look, I'm back out here, I'm on TV again, the fans are watching for the first time, to get his confidence back up? No. You don't care about that? Zero. Okay. Um, and I don't think they care, and I don't... Think I think should. he probably cares. He I, had a hard year. No, nope. he had a really tough year. No, nope. I, I don't believe that. You don't think he cares about no. the public perception? No, I think he cares about perception. I'm saying, like specifically, I don't think he cares about February 27th. 
I think he cares about. He shouldn't. There was another podcast that I typically like that had a headline on February 28th that said, the Blue Jays and Alec Manoa are in trouble. And you're like, it's not March yet. Right. So (laughs) I, I don't. I don't care about public perception in February. I just thought for his confidence, maybe. I don't think he cares. I think he's been given, and I think a lot of athletes are, that are trying to come back from a down year. Yeah. I think they're given this long-term plan from the organization, and everyone between Manoa, his own trainers, the Blue Jays trainers, the strength and conditioning coaches, the, the, the manager. He does look that everybody is on the same page of like here in since like over the winter and then in the six weeks before the season. Yeah. This is what we are trying to accomplish. And everybody is buying in to that over the six week period plus the winter. Right. And I think everyone is okay with that. I don't think Manoa or anybody else is going to be rattled by February 27th. But I think if it goes along the entire six weeks, and he continues to have outings like yeah. this over and over. Yeah. Then you get to the regular season and people are a little shaky on what he might do. And he gets hit around in the first one. Like our confidence in him. Now I'm starting yeah. to get concerned. Our confidence plan, in him is one thing. I wonder if it would have been better for him to come out and have a better first outing right after how hard last year was. Sure. Yeah. Um, but maybe he had an incredible outing. in Based on what they asked in him. Pra- no, but in oh. maybe... They have batting practice and he actually, you know, throws some balls to Vladdy and Bo and all these guys and maybe he had an incredible outing. Sure. I have no idea. Could be. Um, I would be concerned if they gave him a plan over the winter and spring training and at the end of the spring training and into the regular season, yeah. he doesn't look any different. Now I'm, okay, whatever their plan was with 10 people on the panel, none of it worked. Yeah. Now I'm getting concerned, right? But I'm not going to concern myself until then. Um, can we get to the Leafs? Yeah. Or? All right. Well, let's do that because you Nashville. You were Nashville. Are we getting to Nashville? Is that a thing we're doing? Oh, you wanted to? Yeah. The the, the we talked two weeks ago. They uh, canceled the trip to the Sphere in Vegas, and uh, they have gone. No, get to the Leafs. They're 6-0. We know that. Andrew Burnett's the greatest coach. Barry Trotz is the greatest GM in the history of the world. Okay. They allowed no shots on goal okay. to an incredible hockey team uh, last night in the that third period. That was Tuesday night, yeah. That was, I think, Brent Wallace tweeted that was the first time that's ever happened to the Sens, that they didn't get a shot in the third in a period. I'd be so embarrassed if I were them. It's on the players. Well, we, I, can, we can get to the Leafs in a second. Like, did you watch that game? Yep, what do you think? Because I, I asked you it, a yeah. week ago, what do you think of this group having yeah. and then they Stutzla, played, Norris, um, and, and Pinto? Who did they play uh, the day after we talked? And they looked incredible. Um, and now Norris has struggled a little, and then he got hurt on Tuesday. I, we don't know as you and I sit here now how fine. bad that. He's fine. All right. Well, hopefully he's had a history, so you, you yeah. hope he's okay. Maybe he's going to be fine. To me, it looks like even when they're not playing particularly well. Who did they play the day after we were... Honestly, man, I can't remember. Well, I need you to remember because I'm the one that doesn't remember. I'm not gonna. No, but I I sat down and you said, what are you... I think it was Dallas, right? The Thursday night. Yeah, 15 shots against. They dominated that And I'm like, you're like, oh, they're big weekend because some really good teams. I'm like, okay, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I asked you, I wanted to know with all three of those guys, Stutzla, Norris, and Pinto back in. Would they look any different? Well, or did, did they say to you, this is now 
this makes sense. Yeah, this that game looked amazing. Well, of course that game did. That's well, you asked I, me that. I did that game. It looked incredible. I texted you. Is this how they always look? Because they're going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, the answer to that question is no. They do not always look like that. Uh, do you think that group of three? Yeah, is enough? Having now had a week or so to watch them, better surrounded, better goaltending. What is that? A a, a center group if, that yeah. could win you a cup? Yes. Okay. If nobody gets hurt, yes. Yeah. Well, that you could say that to any team, right? Yeah. You yes, a, I do. You, yeah. Especially, I, I'd include Ridley Gregg only because if I don't know if I like that because now he's your fourth line center. No, like but I'd what, probably put him on the wing on maybe the third line. But what I'm something. saying is that he is a guy that I wouldn't feel uncomfortable if one of those guys wasn't playing okay. well, that right. if Ridley Gregg came in for a little while or they got So if hurt. Norris is hurt, Pinto moves up, Gregg moves right. in at line I wouldn't three. feel that uncomfortable with yeah. it yeah. down the line. That's right. all I'm saying. I, I, I think the world of that group. Yeah. Norris is having a year. I don't – I actually He's think – He's got 16 goals after an awful start. No, but then, more importantly, the mental aspect of yeah. when you have both shoulders yeah. that have completely been redone – and you go out there, and the second time he hurt himself, it was on a face-off that nothing happened. Yeah. Um, I don't care who you are and how much money you make and how long you've played. Your confidence is going to not yeah. be there yeah. for a long time until you absolutely know. Now your Ooh, team— through that whole camp where he yeah. wasn't— and, and Now like, your team's out of it, yeah. like in November, yeah. December again. Yeah. I'm not that concerned about Josh Norris long-term. Okay. I think he's done enough this year— to prove to me that when it matters, right. he's going to be fine. Okay. Uh, so I think a lot of that group, but I actually really like the fact that what happened to them in Nashville happened. Hmm. They they were down two nothing, and didn't have a shot on goal. It was seven not, seven shots to none. Yeah. For Nashville. Yeah. Then I think they had the next fifteen shots, mm-hmm. whatever it was, and Drake Batherson scored in the power play. All right, well, great. You had a power play and you converted. I think I'm over Drake Batherson. Well, but the, maybe and, not the point. No, but he got his 20th of yeah, the year, yeah, and right. I don't care if he scores 30 or 40 until he becomes a complete player. Then, right. right. But my point is, is they didn't start the game where they literally allowed the other team to take complete control. And people talk about, well, didn't you see the way they came back and they got a goal in the power play and they got yeah. the next 15 shots? It's yeah. like, no, when you get up to nothing and you're up seven shots to nothing and you're up to nothing, you are in control of how the rest of the game goes. Nashville, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't care that they sat back a little bit and allowed the sends to come to them. Right. And then they decided, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. Yeah, we better get going. And this team... Like, I'm sorry, the people who love Brady Kachuk and the people who love uh, Tim Stutzla and and this is gonna be uncomfortable. Jake Sanderson and, <laughs> I, like, you love those guys because they're, even when the Sens lose, Jake Sanderson's an amazing player. Brady Kachuk's an mm-hmm. amazing player. Zero goddamn shots in the third period that's never been done before? Are you f- kidding me? Like, what does Jacques Martin? I don't care how, yeah, how great of a coach you are. Daniel Alfredson's behind the bench. How embarrassed would you be to walk back into that dressing room to look at? You ask me all the time about the six shots 
yeah. for Toronto against New Jersey in a playoff game. Never went a full period without a shot. <laughs> at least, at least lobbed something in from the blue line. Or <laughs> three, two, one, go. Right? Was that how it went? It's three, not good. Three, man. two, one. I don't remember. No, right. I think so. Yeah, I think if I went back and looked at three shots, two shots, one shot. Six shots on you, goal. You could quite likely be right. I, I don't remember. I know it was six shots for the Three, game. Three, two, I, one, let's go. Yeah. Oh, my super, one of my favorite games. Super. Other than game seven, 2013, that's one of my favorite <sighs> games ever. Um, yeah. The It's a good thing. Where's your Christian drop? What? Come on. I'm not, I'm not even, because I, I know you're going to like it, so I'm not even going to give it to you. <laughs> That's right. I need to hear Christian. No. Go I'm, fuck yourself. I'll give you the other guy. Adam Copeland. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Not Edge, but Adam Copeland. Yeah. The rated R superstar. I'd be embarrassed to walk back into that dressing room and look at anybody if I played on that team. Um, they need some. Well, let's go to the Leafs yep. for a second because we've been in this awkward, call it a dance, I guess, where you've decided I hate my team and you've been very high on them. Uh, they are seven and one in the last eight, uh, but the 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 game on Tuesday night is a loss to Vegas. It wasn't a very good game that they played, but they've clearly been pretty good. And your your argument has been since you were over in uh, in Portugal that perhaps what Morgan Riley did got them fired up, got them motivated. Mm-hmm. And so I want to take you back to Wednesday's show. Yep, when I asked Ian Mendez about the same thing. Oh. And we'll see what he has to say. Yeah. I, sometimes I think these things are convenient storylines. Like they've won a bunch of games in a row, yeah, exactly. and people are like, "I'm the same way." But but like, are we suggesting that the Leafs all toge- got together and like, you know what, guys? Now we're really going to try. Let's do it for Mo. No, like <laughs> I don't think that's the way professional sports works. Anything there for your? Former Sorry, can you play it again? Co-hosts? I wasn't listening. Yeah, asshole. Asshole. <laughs> Yeah, and what you and Ian and everybody else fail to oh, realize I, is that wish it's not a level. convenient storyline. It is Morgan Riley and a couple others, I'm sure. I don't know who they are in the room. I'm <laughs> guessing Tavares would be one. Um, I don't think Matthews gives a bleep. I don't think Marner gives a bleep. Matthews cares. Um, okay. No, I, I don't. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't care that he... Or I don't know that he cares about the ultimate. Go fuck yourself. Hey, you might say it, but Adam Copeland's a big Leaf fan too. He hey, sure is. Hey, Adam mm. and Matt. Mm. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Thank you, Christian. Um, I think there are certain guys in that locker room that cared and have cared for a long time about what. So you think Morgan Riley went and cross-checked him no. in the face and they all went, yeah, mo. Now we're going to really try. Now we're really going to make an effort. You think that's what happened? Because that seems kind of kind of dumb. Kinda, oh, kind of dumb. Kind of dumb. Yeah. Kinda dumb. Okay, so. Oh, calamity! <laughs> Kevin Harlan. <laughs> the greatest. The best. The greatest. The best. When he talks about the sun on the blades of grass that are like twisting in the wind on the field, and well, there's oh, another one in Milwaukee. He was like, oh "There's beer everywhere. <laughs> there's beer in his hair." Exactly. <laughs> He's the best. Schlitz. Okay, everywhere. so so I'm Bobby McMahon. Cool. Yeah, I know. Good to meet you. Thanks. You I'm were on, hot for a week. I'm on the team. Yeah, and I'm like. 
oh my God, there's Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner mm-hmm. and Morgan Riley and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be Bubba. what I can do to provide for this team. This team's not going in a great direction, but I'm going to I'm going to do what I can. Mm-hmm. And then looks up at one of the people that he looks up to, Morgan Riley. Right. And Morgan Riley does what he does. Do I think Bobby McMahon is more inspired? Do I'm not, it's not about trying harder. It's about understanding that Morgan Riley did something to change the complexity of the entire team because what was happening right now wasn't good enough. And I'm he telling you, crossed Shaq in no, the face. I, no, I understand. <laughs> it's not about the end result, though. It's about like if you go back to any business, and I'll try to not use n- names because, Goodness. but. In my business, when I was on the radio. Get out of my business. And my my boss, who has been good old, in. Good old JR. Yeah. My boss, who has been in with you. Yeah. If my boss, who was like the ultimate professional. Yeah. And did everything like almost clockwork. Lame. Because he was so. <laughs> no. No. I know. I love JR. You know I know that. No. He was. Like, sometimes I'd be screaming at the radio for him to do more, mm-hmm. but some. But I understood he's the boss, he's the leader, and he does everything so well. But if you'd but, walked across the hall and cross-checked Kyle Bukowskis in the face from Sportsnet, you'd have been like, fucking right! Even if I thought... Let's go! Even if I thought it was wrong, yeah. that's my boss. Yeah. And if that's I'm... my quarterback. No, but... And if I'm... If I'm somebody that's like... a a producer or a part-time host or anything. I'm like, the guy that I know, the guy that I I know is like the most professional and the best guy at this station did something to... Innocent Kyle Almost, And you know what? I hope the hair was part of the (laughs) cross-check because Kyle (laughs) cut the hair! Love Kyle. Oh, he's the best. You know, I wish I could say a bad thing about that guy. He's, he's I just, been in here too. I he's want, a great I want to say something bad about him, and I can't. I can't find anything. It sucks. Steve Warren. Maybe that's where we should have gone. Chair, I could take a run at him. Well, the Steve Warren Project no, podcast. A, if you're a Sense fan, check it out. Sense a, Nation podcast. Check them out. No, but but Jr. versus Steve Warren had be fun. Uh, but you know what I I'd mean. Watch that. So, but even if I thought my boss was wrong. If he did something that was completely out of character because he knew the direction of the company was going in a something where he didn't like and he wanted to change the direction of the company, yeah. even if I thought what he did was wrong, yeah. I'm following that guy because he's my leader. Okay, So, so Morgan Riley okay. is the leader of the oh, Leafs. Yeah. And do I think he's been pissed off for a long time? Yes. Yeah. Do I think he just took an opportunity that was presented to him to do something to wake his fucking team up? Okay. Because they were toiling in mediocrity. Yes. And now they're... Now, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't agree with that when I was saying that's what they were doing. You said they were elite and they were uh, whatever. But now you'll say... I said not to worry. They will change things. Okay. I didn't know that Morgan Riley was going to cross-check Ridley Gregg in the <laughs> face. Dentures. But then it, Okay. Great, great move, Morgan. I didn't know that was coming. But hit, hit something was something was yeah. going to change. Anyway, I think a lot of guys that are that look up to Morgan Riley and the leadership of that team... We're like, even if he was wrong, I'm following that guy. That's why I think it matters. That's why I think you and Mendez are wrong with the convenient storyline because- You don't think some things are just coincidence? Nope. No. 
Well, of course. Simon Penn. Wild, what do you mean some things? Like Timothy you just threw the whole Green. world out there. <laughs> yeah, no. Do I think Morgan Riley cross-checking Ridley Greg in the face, getting a five-game turn suspension, and the Leafs in turn go seven? No, and the Leafs in turn go seven and zero after. Do I think you didn't that's see a coincidence? That no, I told you they were going to be you better. You said they would be better. You didn't see 7-0 and, and coming. No, but it doesn't matter. No, no, I told no, you they were going to be this better. Isn't, this isn't and meant, they were better. This isn't meant to be a rip, John. It's not. I'm right here. Oh. You can't rip me. I told you they'd be better, and they were better. Right? They were. So I was honestly going to give you a little credit and have a reasonable conversation and go. Well, yeah, but you played. Me. Well, okay. sometimes we just think that this is convenient storyline. It is crap, but not that crud. one. Not that one. It's, you, you, you guys are crap. If they'd have gone, they gave him five games. If they'd have gone three and two, you'd have kept, come in here claiming victory. I wanted to see if they looked better. Did they look better? Do you think they look better? Eh. Dude, they're missing their best defenseman. They played. I'm not sure tight as hell. Defenseman. <laughs> No, he is their best defenseman. Okay. They played tight as hell, and they beat really good. You were, uh, well, look who they beat, blah, blah, blah. Wait till Vegas and Colorado come to town, and then. Then they lost to Colorado. Or no, lost to Vegas, lost to Vegas. They've won in Vegas and won in Colorado. That's right. Tough places to win. Would you agree? 100%. Right. And they were 5-0 before that. Now, I would suggest that perhaps oh Sansonov really helped you get that win in Colorado. And that's what's supposed to happen, right? Your goalie on the road sometimes against a good team has to steal you one. That's the way it goes. Oh, shocking. Someone goes into Colorado, beats the Avalanche, and their goalie's good? Mm-hmm. Every time someone beats Colorado, in Colorado, I'm going to bet you their goalie's part of the story. 100%. Okay. So do I, I don't think that's coincidental at all. I don't. Okay. And I don't think the fact that the National Predators are 6-0 and after they decided to not go. <laughs> Say, fuck you to you too. But that's not coincidental. That's actually people knowing their team. I think it might be coincidental. Okay. Anything else you want to hit on this one? 13-1, and and it's all coincidence for you guys between those two teams. Right. 13-1. and I think lobbing together Nashville and Toronto to make a point might be somewhat coincidental or uh, in the interest of making a point, but that's okay. Anything else you wanted to hit on on this one, man? I'm a predator, pal. Okay. (laughs) Says it right on his front door. I had to go around and tell his neighbors. Um, <laughs> anything else I want to hit on? Yes, I would like to hit on the fact that... Um, <laughs> I wish I hadn't said that. 50,000 people went to a pay-per-view in Perth, Australia to watch mm. the WWE. Yep. And at one point, they went 55 minutes between matches. Uh, the UFC does that. It's garbage. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here's a video package. And here's a commercial. And there's another video package. Hey, I'm here in the building. I gave you my money. Can I watch the fucking show, please? It's garbage, man. It's garbage. And they went there, and not that too many people would be wrestling fans, but if you are a diehard wrestling fan, the fact that Nia Jax was in a main event in front of 50,000 people. That was it, fine to me. No, it's not fine. No, okay. Because you got to give the local somebody to beat. That's fine. In the main event? Yeah. Well, you want to give Rhea the main event, right? Why? So Rhea Ripley no, no. is the... Uh, I'm explaining to the audience who might not be a wrestling fan. That's Which that is Rhea what Ripley. you're good at. You, yeah. you, Thank you, uh. if you'll let me do it. Rhea Ripley from Australia. There's a show down in Australia. This doesn't happen all that often. She's the champ. You got to give her somebody she can beat in the main event. And Nia Jax was the perfect person for that. If I cared more about the Australian wrestling fan, I'd give them a better match, but give them the hometown story. That's 
That's okay. what I'm looking to do. Well, as a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and anybody who paid to watch a pay-per-view, yeah. if you already 100%, not even 99%, 100% know the outcome of the main event, yeah. why are you buying the pay-per-view? I don't know. Don't we know that on a lot of things? George St. Pierre used to fight. You'd, you'd largely know he was going to win. You'd, but you didn't know. No, you didn't you know didn't that. No, but you were pretty sure. Well, but this one you knew. It's different. And I, yeah. when the company it's, was it's going. It's a glorified house show. That's all it was. Yeah, but. We it, all knew where it they It makes were going. me mad for people who actually woke up in the middle of the night on the Eastern time zone. Oh, I think you're one of them. That's, and that's paid a lot of money yeah. to watch that show. Well, maybe just to wrap things up on the wrestling front, Virgil. Passed away on, uh, well, not today. We heard the news today. Yeah. He'd apparently had several strokes. Um, but a classic character, both in the WWF in the late 80s, early 90s, as like, I don't know what the word you'd want to use for the million dollar man, right? He was the the guy that he, the, the Ted DiBiase would pay to go and have to fight difficult guys. Yeah, he'd or, call him the who's bodyguard. The butler, basically, or right? The like, butler, the bodyguard. Yeah, like all of these things. Uh, so that was Virgil. And as like an inside rib, that name comes from it actually being Dusty Rhodes' real first name. And yep. Vince didn't like him, wanted to make fun of him, so that's whatever. He goes down to WCW as part of the NWO angle, mm-hmm. and they name him Vincent, which of course is yeah. after Vince McMahon. And again, he's just a guy to get beat up, He's but wearing a different name now so we can embarrass somebody else. And this is, you know, as part of the... the for the Uber inside in the late 90s, you're like, ah, that's funny. But for the larger audience, I'm sure most of them had no idea why his name was Virgil or Vincent. It's right. just the character name. Uh, later on, on the, the what are they called? Like the convention tours. Yep. It became a bit of a meme. Lonely Virgil, right? Like nobody lining up for his, uh, for his autograph sessions. But there was a lot of people who... Like you and like me, loved. Uh, I didn't really give a shit about the Vincent thing, but Virgil mm-hmm. was a classic character in the WWF. When you think back to the golden era there, and and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase storylines. Yep. So, I think he was sixty-one, which is too soon. You hate to see that, but uh, passed away this week. So, rest in peace I, to Virgil. Yeah, I think for a guy that didn't have a ton of naturally. Um, What's your favorite Virgil match? I don't have one. Uh, yeah, he, he actually it, beat the Million Dollar Man for the the Million the, Dollar Championship. It's a great one. That's what's supposed to happen. The comeuppance, right? The bad guy yeah. gets his. To me, late '92 loses to Yokozuna to build Yoko headed towards WrestleMania okay. Nine. Or put him over strong. Virgil goes down, and it's not because look, Virgil was never going to be the man, right? The big champ. But did his job there. Put Yoko over as the guy who was going to go into WrestleMania 9 and, and face Brett. Thought Virgil was great in that match. I don't think he had a lot of God-given ability, mm-hmm. but he... He's a character more than But before. he tried really hard, and yep. he lasted a long time. And I think if you can say that you were around for... Like, a lot of people would know the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yes. And a lot of people know the NWO. Yep. And so... He was a part of both. You of those. were part of both of those things, although you weren't the main character. Yeah. The fact that you were even a part of those things. Yeah, you contributed to those. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of credit. He he did the most, I think, with what he was given. Yeah. 
in the wrestling industry. And I, I have a lot of time for people like that. 100%. That's uh, part of what makes the business work. Someone's got to be on the bottom side sometimes. So uh, that's where we'll wrap this one up. Zero shots in the third period. Zero shots. Zero. And no chasers. Rob will be back in on Monday. Our friend Angela Thompson from Lake of Bays will be back on Tuesday. Am I allowed to come in and meet sure. Angela? That'd be fine, man. Okay. That'd be great. Are we going to do a show on covers? Yeah. Now, our buddy Matt Connors Vita wants to be a part of that. And actually, ever since you and I have talked about it, I've gotten a few messages. People like, i got to be in on that. Like, yeah. I, So this may have to be like a panel, like a rotating people come in, okay, do their you, covers. Give me a favor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen Matt Connors Vita in a while. Yeah. Matty Vowles. I would love to see Matt Connors Vita, and I'd love to get back in some situation where we were talking. Can you please have a mute button? Um, when he starts talking music. Have it for you. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Listen to all the podcasts that say Lieber Sage. Uh, <laughs> the only ones Lieber listens to are the ones Lieber's uh, no. a part of. <laughs> you know, the only, I don't listen ever to my own, but it's weird. I do now and then. I check back in, make sure it sounds the way I want it's, it to It's sound. weird sometimes I when I go back because like I was down in, in Toronto and my uncle who is in his late 70s, yeah. um, I'm trying to sort of teach him a little bit about how to how to listen and um it's tough no but it is to go on your website mm. and it was, i had i didn't realize cuz i always social media and it's yep. easy to to find sure for tech savvy people like me <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm the dumbest tech person ever but i'm showing him Click and see. he doesn't have spotify and he doesn't like yeah. so okay let's just go to the website bring it up i'm like oh, okay there's the latest one you can see it mm mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what happens if I type Lever Sage in the search button? They'll all come up. I'm like, I've never done that, but let's do it. Yep. So we're sitting there and then all of the things yep. come up. I'm like, well, Matt kind of knows what he's doing. I got the Versage family covered. Yeah, we like, find all the Lever episodes, <laughs> oh, no problem. Uncle Paul is happier than a pig <laughs> and shit right now listening to I gotta cover it, all yeah. of the Tall Can Audio podcast because now- TallCanAudio.com. Jump in there, hit the search bar, <laughs> He's, hit uh, hit Lever Sage if you want, <laughs> hit Andrew Stoughton if you want, hit Ian Mendez if you want. I'm on all of them. If it doesn't work for me, I, if we've done 1,263 of these goddamn things, I'm on every Is one Is there of a them. number that you want to get to? Uh, today, 1,264 would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just looking at No, but have you ever thought about, like, if I got- Surprise made it this far. Got to that number? Let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you stop? putting the number on it at some point does it become gratuitous like every episode that we post i put tca episode one two six two or whatever this will be one two six three does yeah. it matter at some no. point maybe you just put a date instead uh i yeah i think actually i kind of i don't want to give you it's your show but i kind of thought when i got to 1000 i would stop doing it i, I would just i would just title it and that'd I, be that i would agree although yeah. i would make sure that significant milestones yeah. were but it, it, it it's hard because I don't remember like I have to just go back and what was the last one again that was 1262 that's, yeah so that's, I actually don't the one thing that that does hang in the in the podcast sphere versus the radio sphere yeah. is how long you been doing this right have you stuck with it have you built a like there is a little bit of no not, a lot of that not for our current listeners who are here every week yeah but for someone coming in there's a lot who's of new Okay, this is a thing, right? This has been around for a while. But but I am sort of 
aware of the idea that at some point, like, does it matter what number it is? Now? No, yeah. and I think the point that you're making now supersedes the uh, the the part about patting yourself on the back about how many there are. Right. I think if somebody comes in and says, "Oh, okay, I've never heard a tall can," and they realize that this is the like one thousand two hundred and sixty fourth episode, yeah. you're like, "Huh." We've been doing it for this, a long time. This is a, this thing. Is a, this yeah. is a pretty good thing. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, the milestone ones, like, what did you do for 1,000? Had uh, had Rob Shrides and our buddy Matty, the, the three biggest contributors over the first 1,000 episodes, yep. all in studio together. Awesome. And, uh, and we shot the shit on that. Uh, and just kind of changes in the the industry throughout those, and, and the biggest stories right. of those 1,000 episodes. So that was August of 2022. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just one of those things I kick around in my head all the time. Is it, does it But I do matter? think it gives some legitimacy yeah. to, yeah. I don't think it matters to the people that are here every that's week. That's right. I think it matters to the people who stumble upon, stumble upon it and I go, that's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so well, I wrestle with it a little bit. I look forward to 1500 and 2000. Coming up, man. Can't be more than a couple months away. Two thousand might be like two thousand will be. Uh, might be might twelve fifty is long way away. Is in the past. It's a lot of, of beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was one of the things Shrides brought up on episode one thousand, and we 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 framed it. the The advertising, everything went into it was a thousand pods and a thousand pints, and like two minutes in, Shride goes, "I've been here enough times to know." A thousand episodes is more than a thousand pints. <laughs> like that's not how that works. Oh, hundred percent. Right? So, Least couple of yeah an so. episode. But you know what? I I think when I hear people talk about, oh, I heard John Tolkien or Matt does such a great job. Uh, no one has ever said that. No, they have. Which Matt's mom says it. She's awesome. No, and I don't want to tell you this, but I, I did have lunch with the aforementioned, oh, I think everything's a coincidence. <laughs> Whoever said that earlier yeah, in the show. That guy. I did have lunch with that, that guy, guy today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's one of the greatest people ever. 100%. So I make fun of him on the air, but yeah. he, he's one of the greatest no, people we love ever. That guy. Um, he was like telling me how great you were. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I he, he's really good. I like. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna go in and sit with him for another two. No. Yeah. But but I think everyone knows like how good you are at this and and what it brings to the table to have you as kind of the constant uh, voice of it, which I think is amazing. I also have people that say like I don't listen to sports, mm-hmm. but you guys kind of make it entertaining. Yeah. And I actually learned some things about beer that. Like I've literally had, I would call significant people in the media saying, I look, whatever your sense take Not was you creature. Yeah. No, but whatever. No <laughs> creature bunda or conus vita. No, no, you're not in that list. Um, but significant people in the media say, I don't give a bleep what your sense take was right. or whatever, but he actually taught me something about craft beer and this and this beer or what to to look for when I go into our brewery or sure. uh, and that actually matters to me because it it's great to kind of kick around and we kick around sports and different things all the time but it's also great that we spent half an hour today talking about basically Jordan Everly and Sidney Crosby yeah. where, where we were and drinking an 8.5% at a Bob Cajun that's really in Peterborough but 
we need a real brewery in Bob Cajun if you're going to call it Bob Cajun. Yeah. So let's get on that people, the people in Bob Cajun. Dog Brewing Company for now. Yeah. You're on deck. Got to carry the load. So, but let's, you know what I mean? Like people, people actually, and I always found that on the radio too. You could say the smartest things for three and a half hours. And then you'd say one thing about going to the grocery store. And that's what people would come up to you on the street about. Well, I know that happens on this show. I I get messages and I obviously as the guy sitting here producing these and putting them together, I love it if people listen to the whole thing, but I know that there are people out there who listen to the beginning for the beer talk and then check out. They're just not sports people, but want to hear. Yeah. So that's fine. That's, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, look. We're at uh, 1,263 of these things and, and it continues to grow. So as long as that's the case, we'll keep rolling and uh, I good basically to have you have, on board, Matt. I have a pumpkin spice ale, a that's winter ale, a pistachio, yeah. a maple, yeah. all on deck for you coming up in the next little while. It's going to be great. Uh, like I said, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see how the rest of uh, the next couple of weeks going to pan out. But absolutely count on Angela Thompson next week. Maybe nice. leave her here too. We'll see. And then uh, and and his normal spot Thursday. Bunda yeah. next Friday for the UFC. Oh, talk. Bunda's the it's best. Be great. Bunda's he, a good dude. He messaged me the other day about TSN weekend. It was like the he wants six, to do that. He's all year over anniversary. This. He or wants something. to do that here. You creature and him. Well, that's up to you. And here, yeah. I'd love to do that little TCA weekend. That's I, how that's going to look. Then I'm going to take one minute mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do that, I, I do want I, to do I that. would be thrilled. Um, that is Someone one of- Someone else is sitting in this seat though. I'm going to take one of the, the guest seats. Or no, the side. You must've misheard earlier in the show where I was taking that seat next week and I'm not sure I'm ever giving <laughs> it up at that point. So you must've misheard that. <laughs> Uh, Sometimes I forget I'm welcome on my own show. It's actually one of my my proudest moments. And I don't want to get too deep. I know we're at the very end here. Yeah. But um, I was, I want to say I was toiling away, but I've told the story about how that, that yeah, everything's, in, everything's a coincidence, that guy. <laughs> um, he came in and stole my show with John Simpson and yes. all that stuff. But I was kind of toiling away doing all these other things. And when the boss asked me, look, I'm thinking about putting a show on the weekend Mm -hmm. and I want you to host it. And I was like, all right. Um, (laughs) You know, and at this point I'm, I'm 40 or whatever I am. And I'm a man. Yeah. I'm 40. Who said it? Mike Uh, Gundy. There you go. Oklahoma state. Sure. Cowboys. Okay. So, I was like, uh, okay, like I'm already working Thursday night, got Friday night 67s, mm-hmm. Saturday night sends. Uh, Why wouldn't I want to do Saturday and Sunday mornings? Right. Like uh, <laughs> just like I already don't have a life, just kill my life right now. <laughs> um, but he's like, I want to put a couple of, uh, you know, I think, and he wasn't saying this out of disrespect. It was more like, I think Bundy and Creech can really be good. They just need some reps. Right. They just need to get going. Mm-hmm. And I'll put them in this spot. It won't be too much, you know, pressure. But and I, I told them. I I said, look, I I'm okay with this. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do things like Frank Sinatra my way. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't need to hear what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. 
about this show. Like, if you want me to bring them along, they were very talented, but like they they needed, you know, another step to be on all of the time to be, um, you know, their first major time to be on for six hours on the weekend. Like, right. it's it's a long time, hundred percent. So, I told him I'm going to do things differently. And you sit in a meeting, and your boss wants you to do something. He's going to agree to most things because he wants you to do it, mm-hmm. right? Well, and I'm not faulting him, but he used to, look, when you host the morning show and you get up at 3 a.m. and you're trying to prepare <sighs> for your four-hour show, and then it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and all you want to do is like go home. <laughs> your work day is over. You, all, all, <laughs> all you want to do is go home and die. Yeah. No, no, you got five hours of paperwork to right. do. And and like decisions that need to be made for the entire st- I can't like, even imagine what it was like. Just but, started. Right. But my whole point is that he didn't get a chance to listen <laughs> to a lot of like he did his own morning show and yeah. I don't think he had a lot of critiques on his own morning show because he probably thought it was the best show ever. Uh it wasn't. Um but then <laughs> but then there's the midday show and he's doing Same all of his paper JR coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Hey, I've never mentioned his name. I, I don't know. Oh, who, sorry. I mean, that I guy yeah, coming that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good old no. HG. I, I told you how much I love I know you did. JR. Yeah. I have so much respect. It's out there. And I actually mean this. Like, I can't even imagine what it would be like to get up at 3 a.m., do a four-hour show from 6 to 10 a.m., go home, and at the time, or like, go to your office, go to your office and do like, and make major decisions from yeah. 10 a.m. till like one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, drive home in this fog, listen maybe to the drive for 20 minutes, yeah. get home, have a nap, get up, watch a Sens game, yeah. watch watch whatever sporting event. Not a good Sens game either, right? The, no, but like- the, But the would, last six years have been, oh my But God. he would be tweeting at uh-huh. like 10, he 11- He still is. He still is. At 10, 11, midnight. I'm like, what in the hell are you when doing? When do you sleep? Like, right. I can't even yeah. imagine that lifestyle. I have so much and, respect for And him. look, that guy has had to, on behalf of Bell Media, dismiss yeah. two co-hosts. Yeah. Not just employees, because I co- it yeah. wasn't easy, no. I'm sure. But he has to let go of Steve Warren. Oh, they worked together for a very long time. Look at him right in the He's in told the face. to yeah. get, yeah. To, to, he's got to let go of so that you guy. imagine what that's like? Sean Simpson is the guy who comes in and replaces him yep. a few years later. Yeah, Bell tells you go let that guy go too. Imagine what that's like. It's for him. not no. It's, it's not just being a boss. It's these. This is the guy I get up every goddamn morning and go talk to. It's not just letting go an employee. It's, no, it's, it's your show. Too. So my my whole point though in that was I have so much respect for what he would do during yeah. the week, but he wouldn't have time actually to listen to a lot of the other shows. Right. Good news though. He walked his dog for an hour and a half Saturday and Sunday mornings <laughs> and had lots of time to like text in CA week TSN weekend. TSN week 10 things. Why are you doing this? What what don't do this. Talk about this. What are you doing? Like stop. I had to go in one time and go stop texting me during the show. If you want to call me at like yeah, as soon as I'm done. A Saturdays it ended at one. Yeah. Sundays at noon. Call me at one fifteen. No, one oh one is fine. Right. Don't right. text me during <laughs> the show. And his reasoning would be, well, I'll forget. Well, I don't care. Why are you listening to my show for ninety minutes? You like, should have got up in the morning twice a week. And you haven't listened to ninety minutes for the rest of the week. Like, have you heard Lloydie and how bad he is? <laughs> have you have you heard your own show? 
No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but my, <laughs> my whole point was that I told him I was going to do things differently. Yeah. And I did do things differently. And one of the things I wouldn't do is I almost had z- like zero phone guests. Zero. Yeah. It was like, hey, I'm going to have these like long feature interviews mm-hmm. and we're going to bring in Aaron Bronstadt. Like, no, like it was more. Well, if awesome, if man. the Red Blacks are like Jesse Lucetta before he ever went to Penn State or like there were so many different different guys right. that we'd bring in, but it'd be like, you're going to be here for an hour. <laughs> like prepare for this. You're going to be here for an hour. And I always remember like getting in like the green room before the show and God love him. Like Bunda would be like, oh, cool. Like good guy. I got some things that we can add. And then Creech would come in and go, what are we going to talk to Jesse Lucetta for an hour for? Like, I don't I don't know anything about the guy and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Creature, just trust me. Like, just, you've done a little homework here. Aren't you the guy who brought in the wrong, uh, come on. What? What's his name? You were talking to a guy who had the same name. Oh, that, that, that's with me and Simmer. That's fine. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, who was that? I'm trying to remember. No, it was a guy from Syracuse. Yeah. Uh, but who also had the same name as someone. Yeah, who I you thought, thought you we, were we thought it was, it was like the. <laughs> An the, AHL guy or a CFL guy or something, but it turned out to be a completely different guy with John Anderson or whatever the hell was. No, who uh, we thought I it was an that. NHLer and it was like a, a <laughs> basketball guy from yes, Syracuse. Yes. I can't remember his name, but okay. it was it was a horrible feeling. Well, you got a, a question or two in, and then know. nobody was, noticed. Nobody noticed. It was all right, but yeah, had no idea who you were talking to. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> uh, but my whole point was like, Creature would go, like, what are we going to do to talk to this guy for this long? And I would just, you've done your homework. Mm-hmm. Just trust that you've done a little bit of homework and right. that this is going to work out. And at the end of it, almost like to the show... Creature comes to me and go, that was the best interview we ever had, man. Like, that was so incredible. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And then the next week, what are we going to talk to this guy about? Like, oh, my God, Graham. After we figured who he is. Uh, yeah, but yeah. my whole point is that that show developed, like, people who listened to that show didn't necessarily listen to all of the things during the week. It was a separate crowd. And we catered to the separate crowd. We talked about college football and we talked a lot of NFL and we talked about some different sports. We had feature interviews. Um, I had a bake-off one time. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got a little bit of trouble for that one. But but, hey, you know what? Memorable. 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 And I hope, and I think they did, I got better because of that show. And I think Creech and Bunda got better because of that show. And that show has a very, very um, safe and deep part of of my like. I'm so proud of that show. Well, I know Bunda still speaks fondly because of it. He's we, the one rolling in here saying we we're going to take a TSN weekend panel. We're going to make it a we TCA did, we, weekend. We panel did some and, unbelievably good and crazy things. Yeah. But people wild rem- and crazy. But people yeah. remembered the show. Yeah. And for a weekend show yeah. that wasn't supposed to be anything but getting a guys a couple of reps, it turned out to be like a, a little, not cult is the wrong word, but 
had a following that was different from other well, shows. It's local talk on yeah, but it, it weekend just, sports. It's not common. Normally, it's more CBS. Oh, and he, Jr. didn't like the music, yeah. and he didn't like this, and he didn't like why are you doing this, <laughs> and like stop. Okay, it's a great show. I I have such a fond place for that show, and I would love to do a reunion. We will do that. TCA weekend coming up at 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 some point. We'll uh, we'll get to that. TCA. Yeah, I know. I was trying to work TSN weekend into TCA. TCA. I already worked it. Thank you. That's where we'll wrap this. That's the best part of the show. We're like two and a half hours in, and now 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 your best part is coming up. I guess. It's the extra. Go ahead. You know what? <laughs> I'll show you my best part. As we <laughs> or leave us age. My name is Matt Robinson. We'll be back on Monday. Rob will be here Tuesday. Angela Thompson and maybe Lever Sage. Uh, Thursday again, Lever Sage. Friday, Steve Bunda. Look, it's great stuff all over the place. Who knows? Other shows may be popping up as well. For him, I'm me. Goodbye. Thanks for showing up. It was fucking amazing. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>